And welcome, part two of Music, Movies and Madness. Yours truly, Ian, the host uh, for this show. We've been having a look at uh, some things which were great. We've been going over some great intros, music intros, which was um, fun and challenging and, uh, I don't know, might have been slightly unfair. There's so many. But this session here, this uh, episode, I asked the guys if we could uh, have a look at some of our favourite uh, movie soundtracks. And I'm, if you've been a, if you've been a listener of the show, you'll have got to know the personalities of everybody on the show. Um, we have Martin. Good evening, Martin. Hello, Glenn. Okay. Good evening. Hello, hello. Yo, David. Hello. Hello. G'day, mate. So you'll uh, you'll be familiar with these guys' voices and uh, who they are, I guess, and what they're into. But uh, I thought it might be again nice to see a side of us that likes um, that sort of does a mini dive into the the movie soundtrack side of things. I asked the guys not to go too mainstream, too obvious. It's hard because a good movie soundtrack is listened to and it's out there and it's it's why it's great. So um, I'm curious myself to see how the guys, what they've kind of gone for. Really curious. So let's start and let's have, we've only gone, we've gone for two, so we can have a little bit of a chat about it uh, after you've played the song. That'll be great, guys. Why it's important to you. All those kinds of things. That would be nice. So let's start, yeah, let's start with uh, Glenn below me right now. Okay, okay. Now I've got a question. Is it a soundtrack of songs from a film or is it the score? Well, I was thinking of the movie soundtrack, but I guess, you know what, it doesn't matter as long as it's to do with a movie. Yeah, because I was confused. Like the, um, yeah, uh, there's so many great movie soundtracks. Um and particularly during the 90s, there was lots of soundtrack albums. And I think we've lost that because there's no such thing as albums anymore. Like there was the um, uh, some fabulous Tarantino soundtrack albums. Um, but they're all gone now because we've got sort of playlists and stuff like that. Um, so I went with a score, and it is an obvious one, but that's okay. Because um, I don't really listen to um, scores of movies particularly much, um, which I don't know why. I, I, obviously, I listen to the Star Wars ones from time to time. They're sort of etched in my brain. Then mm. I had to really struggle to think of another score that sort of made me go, wow, because the visual, I'm a quite a visual person, so the visuals take over when a movie. Yes. Um, but in this one, I'm just going to play a clip for you guys now. Um, and this is from 2001, I think. Um it's Howard Shaw's um, The Fellowship of the Ring. So I'll play that. Yargonath. Long have I desired to look upon the kings of old. My king.
Yeah, so that's um, when they sort of go through those big giant statue things. Um, I suppose the film really um, had quite an emotive sort of soundtrack. There was a dark foreboding um, that was associated with the film of the bad yeah. shit that's coming, and I loved that to bits. It's iconic. But, yeah, and the mu music sort of became its own character, yeah. much yeah. like the Star Wars ones. You had the different yeah. themes for the different characters, which I really loved. Mm -hmm. um, and it had that big sort of romantic sort of sound to it. Um, and that that little piece of music was obviously, um, for those who haven't seen it, it's about the ring. That's the theme of the ring. Um, and for that movie, it was really, really special. Um, and I've got a question for Martin. Um, how the hell does a, someone like Howard Shaw, sometimes under lots of pressure, put together a piece of a, a whole score for an entire film? Do they write all the bits for the different instruments themselves, or how do they? How do they do it? So, generally speaking, like the the composer writes the themes, so will have come up with it, so on a piano or or whatever instrument. Um, comes up with like the main theme and and the harmony in terms of how he wants it to kind of sound as as a whole, but through one instrument, and then usually hands it over to an orchestrator who will basically start to split it up and and se separate it out for the different uh, parts of the orchestra. Normally, it's a big team, so you know if you're thinking one mm -hmm. of those like John Williams or or Howard Shaw for, for this one, you know it's probably a team of about 30, 40 people actually work on the score. Um, from orchestrators oh, really? to, yeah. to, you know, um, there will be a whole team of orchestrators who will literally go through it and, and divvy it up between the, the, you know, the 40 or so players for the, for the orchestra. Um, so it's a huge, huge job. Um, but when you look at like the, the amount of actual music that it's got to create for, it, for, for a film like that, you know, those extended cuts, so they're, they're pushing that three and a half hours each, right? Four hours yeah. each. Um, that's an ex and an amazing amount of music. It's like two movies in one, you know. So to, to do that and be under the gun, it's probably not getting a whole lot of sleep while you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, Sorry. fun fact, that scene was actually shot on the Hutt River. Really? <laughs> it looked like yeah. it. I get the same feeling when I'm canoeing, kayaking down the Hutt, Hutt River. I get that same mm. Na, 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 na. Every time you pass those two big statues, nine nine, yeah. And then, and then nine, I, think, nine, I, think, yes. I think I think David's right. It's become iconic. Um, and yeah, I, I went out of the theatre and I went, I want to buy that soundtrack and that or the score because mm. it's not something that I would normally do. Um, so yes, I know it's an obvious choice, um, but. Um, yeah, it still resonates now. And when I've seen the film, even at the time, I've got the hairs on my arms. Yeah, it's a, it's, a movie soundtrack. it's a movie soundtrack that you love, which is great. And mm. um, I forgot how good it is, actually rediscovering it in the last couple of days. I sometimes think the music's better than parts of the film. And, of course. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But it, it's... Funny that you say you're a visual dude because some of those uh, sounds of the Lords of the Ring and they they really just take this the music really takes you straight back to those those parts yeah. of the movie. Agreed. So very cleverly done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clever composers, clever producers. Good. Martin, what uh, movie soundtrack? Thanks, Glenn. What movie soundtrack did you get for us, Martin? 
Um, yeah, my first one's a bit obscure, and um, mm. it's from a movie from 1966 uh, called The Trap, um, and I've never seen it. Um, but it starred Oliver Reed, apparently. Um, but it's written, the score was done by a guy called Ron Goodwin, and Ron Goodwin did a whole heap of like those classic war movie soundtracks. So things like the Battle of Britain and the 633 Squadron and you know, Bridge on the Rear Choir and all of that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. those great kind of action, kind of big bombastic scores. And the reason I've chosen this one is for years and years, there was a piece of music that I loved as, as a kid. And it was played every year during the London Marathon because, you know, they used to televise it, right? And, it, you know, we're talking like six hours here, people just running. And, what, and it, we got pretty boring. <laughs> But what they used to do was play this piece of music and it's kind of like an epic stirring piece of music that goes on behind it. Uh, and it just kind of like uplifted the whole thing. And it stuck with me and I never knew what it was. And it wasn't until I was probably way into my, probably in my 30s before I actually found out who this piece was by. Um, yeah, um, so this is um, the main theme from the trap, yeah. I, I just think it's a stirring piece of music. It just, yeah, something about it. Yeah, and just not a lot of people write scores like that anymore, unfortunately. It's really sad. But those big kind of sweepy stirring strings, you know, they were a huge thing in like the 60s. If you think of like films like Lawrence of Arabia and, you know, these, these huge kind of epic soundtracks, these, these soaring string parts um, were, were a big part of that. And, and it's, I just think it's, it's a, a great tune as well. Just, um, yeah, love it. So that's my first one, The Trap. The Trap. Very good. Epic. An epic sound. And, um, yeah, David, how did you get on with your movie soundtrack? Uh, yeah, I could have, yeah, like you guys probably hard to narrow it down and um, choose one, but I don't know if I've covered this before. I think someone might have mentioned this composer um in a previous show god knows we've done enough <laughs> so um <laughs> apologies if we've covered this already but it is it is the year of and it is that time of the year so here you go There's my man Bruce. There's my man Bruce. 
Uh, Did he do the sound effects in it? Oh, totally. Yeah. Did totes. he? Or were you just saying that? Is that no, like no. the Hutt River? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, totes. He was on the guitar, man, and he did the bass. And Is that what you mean? Bullshit. Is that what you, that what you <laughs> He did not. He's doing the drums. And he Basely. <laughs> Basely. Basely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is Lalo. What is it? Lalo Schifrin? Schifrin? Lalo yeah. Schifrin, yeah. Lalo Schifrin from 1973's theme for Enter the Dragon, a movie that I lost count how many times I watched that um, around at Randall Gray's house, of all people. We used to just watch that before we went to Kempo training, and that's why we go to Kempo training. All fired up. Fired up, fired ready up. to kick ass. Ready to kick some ass. And then, and then when we get there, we have to sweep the floors because we're white cops. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh. I love that theme because it just takes me to Hong Kong, takes me to a little boat. Bruce is rowing the boat. Yeah, it's just so cool. It's iconic. And um, yeah, it's a little bit disco-y. It's got that sort of jazzy feel to it too, which I like. But yeah, I mean... It, yeah, great, great movie, great soundtrack, and that's just the perfect theme for it. Don't look at the bass fingers or you'll miss all the heavenly glory. <laughs> you got it, man. Love it, yeah. You got it. Did, you got it. Great yeah, stuff. Like, uh, Sound effects make it even cooler. That's, that's the thing about that's it, really, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, did, you know, a bit of movie trivia. Did he actually, you'll know this, Dave, because you're Bruce Lee mad. Did he do all his own, like, what? Did he do all that stuff, oh, or was totally. it overdubbed? He totally. Did. And he said, "You know, yeah. I I do not play. It play all by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I do not play it. I do not it play. Plays it plays me. Play all by itself. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Uh, Love you, Bruce. You're the man. You're the man. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Carry on. Thanks. Next. <laughs> Thanks, David. And. Uh, I've gone for something interesting and, and Glenn was asking about how the process of how things get done. And this is quite an interesting story that uh, you guys um, may or may not know. I don't know. But uh, the soundtrack I chose, well, let's play it first anyway. And then you can hear what I'm going to be ranting on about. It goes a lot like this. Reasonably popular. Pirates called pirates because they are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Martin. Because <laughs> they are, and that is the sound of the pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean, however you want to say it, and that 
that's seen as the Black Pearl, which is the escape scene where Jack Sparrow's got the Black Pearl, the boat, and he's escaping and he's saved Elizabeth. And it starts really slow and builds and it gets to this crescendo of strings, deep, dark strings, and it makes you feel like there's something triumphant going on, you know, and uh, captures all those really awesome mega feelings that uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean does for me. I, I just love the soundtrack in that movie. I love the movies as well, but the, the soundtrack is is wonderful. It's um, It was written mostly by Klaus Bedelt. It was produced by Hans Zimmer, but he had a, a couple of uh, helped Klaus out after reading on Wikipedia with some of the stuff. But interestingly, here's some fun facts for you. Basically, the whole uh, film score was written in one evening. Big evening. So put that one evening. Put that mm. in your pipe and smoke it. I mean, that's what we're going to do at Wanganui soon, guys. We're going to write. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically, Hans Zimmer, got, Hans Zimmer got offered the gig. And because he's an amazing composer, as we all know, he took the gig on but was very busy working on The Last Samurai and had too much conflict and musical conflict going on. So what that means is he can't concentrate his head too busy. So he uh, lended it out to one of his friends that wasn't Klaus. I can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, this guy, I think, got in touch with Klaus and Klaus basically went round, I think the story's written, with Hans Zimmer one evening and a synthesizer and said, I've got this. And they had most of the film score in a night, the whole thing. The 64, 64 different scores for that particular movie. So that's a pretty impressive bloody thing. Um, and that's the Pirates of the Caribbean. And Big, big, isn't it? big sound, wall of sound sort of thing. Yes, another well, another fun fact I didn't realise was is actually all the drumming on it was drum loops, and uh, I find that amazing that they've used loops and not real yeah. wow. percussion, um, symphony percussion. But I suppose to get a symphony to to play something, or an orchestra to play something like that, must cost a yeah. fortune and it must yeah. take forever. So, mm. and the quality of these synths that you get these days and these patches and no, oh, this sort of stuff is so high. Could you differentiate between that and a real orchestra? Probably not. Um, so yeah, that was the Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. Yeah, thank I you. Still haven't, I still haven't watched one of those yet. I want to. I've got them all there, yeah. in Disney or whatever. But I haven't watched any. Are they good? First one's great. I, yeah, they get a bit long-winded as they go on, and then it I like Johnny Depp. He's a bit quirky. I like him. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's great in the one, first one. It's amazing. Yeah, first that first one is a mint movie. Absolutely brilliant. Yep. Loved mm. it. It's and a it, great, it, great family film. It is a good family film, isn't it? Yeah. I like, what I like about it is it, yeah, swashbuckling. That's <laughs> And it brought the pirate thing back in a real tasty way, you know, tasty. which I quite like. But uh, anyways, Enjoy enough it. of me rattling mm. on. Let's go for... Uh, Song choice number 
two. My second choice, yeah. Well, I, I chose this one because I know that Dave has a soft spot for this movie. was Robin Hood Prince of Thieves the opening, sound, the opening track yeah it ended up getting picked up by um, the film company that produced the film a company called Morgan Creek um, so if you ever see a movie with Morgan Creek at the start you'll hear that piece of music playing as well it became oh, like yes. their, their theme yes yeah. yes that is that's alright the soundtracks are right um, of course that bloody song got bloody played to death in the early yeah. 90s Brian it did um, it kind of ruined it. <laughs> it, it did. Hopefully, I mean, they stuck it at the end of the soundtrack. Like, yeah, you know, the start, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the best thing about that movie is Alan Rickman by Country Mile. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. The sheriff. Yeah. Anyway, I think a lot of these soundtracks have that though. They kind of they have to have something that appeals to the market to make some good coin, mm. whether it be a, so a song or something. You know, when you look back over that that kind of period from sort of like. I don't know, mid eighties to like mid nineties. And you look at like mm -hmm. the biggest selling singles, nearly yeah. every single one of them was from a movie. If you think yeah. about it, the bodyguard, you know, yeah. that wet, wet, wet one from four weddings, you know, yes, that stayed at number right. one for weeks and weeks and weeks. And Brian yes. Adams was another example, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, there's something about that when you have a song that's connected to a movie that every, that's very, very popular. It, it really kind of catalyzes people and, and, kind of galvanizes and makes them unfortunately buy it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And weeks and weeks yeah. Which is, which is interesting because on in our previous show, we were discussing going around the South Island and uh, I think Glenn paid a song by the bats and I listened to a couple of the bats albums and the three D's during the week. The three D's are a really cool band. If you've not heard of them before, they're good. But um, yeah, I was digging some of that bat stuff. And um, it's a, definitely got a Brian Adam. There's a Brian Adam. Somebody's ripped someone off without any doubt <laughs> on that song. I can yeah, guarantee. Yeah, yeah. One way or the other. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. Uh, David, yeah, what happened with you? All right. So I also went for um, a soundtrack score that was from 87 that mm -hmm. is a, another one of my favorite movies um i'm not going to play the song i'm going to play the theme uh you'll all know it so here you go <laughs> Thank you. 
Annetta's Once Upon a Time Story by Love by Mark Knopfler. Um, Willie DeVille sung the song. That's, of course, the, um, the score, the instrumental. From the Princess Bride. As you wish, fellas. As you wish. As you wish. Inconceivable. Oh, yes. That's a cracking choice, Dave. God, I forgot about that one. Damn. Yeah. Brilliant school. It, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty talented sort of fella. He's all right, Mark Knopfler. Knows a couple of chords and that. But uh, that song, um, whenever I hear that tune, I um, remember the first time I saw that movie. And it's it's just a cool flick. And they bring that song on all the time throughout it. And because, of course, it's a love story. Mm. Um, and it's just nice. It's just a nice tune. Have, have the kids watched it yet? Oh yeah, totally. In fact, it's one of the Good. um one of the earliest um shows we did back two years ago. Um I I put the show on and I got the neighbors kid around to watch it as well and and, and they, they liked it, but they didn't like the kissing part. Just like <laughs> in the story. <laughs> so funny. Um I just love the Billy Crystal in it. I think oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. He's not fully dead. He's mostly no. dead. Most of you did. Yo, witch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, witch. Bag. It's, uh, it's Peter. Peter Cook is the, uh, the priest for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, it, that's a great movie. Yeah. It is. It cool. is. I can't. Anyway, that's me. Thank you for bringing that to the table, Davey. I like that one. Uh, I meant for a second choice was uh, early 90s, 1992. Uh, had a massive song, like like they did, like we just discussed. But I'm going to give you the uh, prologue, the main title of the movie. sound of <clears throat> Trevor Jones and Randy Edelman and the movie was the last of the Mohicans ah, right. you remember that one boys it was huge yeah, no. great score again. No. yeah. yeah no, it was wouldn't huge. have a clue That's I've, a fantastic... I've never seen it but I remember it being a big movie I mean it was box this office. is the song yeah this is the song that came out that was done by the Irish band Clannad Bring, bring back a few memories. Yes, they did the mm. Robin of Sherwood stuff too. Mm. Yeah, they were huge. The, the Irish music was massive at that time too. That's right. And these guys that uh, did the that that did the um, the movie obviously um, latched onto that 
the actual in, uh, the actual song was written by a guy called Dougie McLean, but the soundtrack was written by, written by Trevor Jones and Randy Edelman. Um, and yeah, it's a really cracking movie. It stars um, Daniel Day Lewis, is That's it? Right. Yeah, yeah, and it I made him the name. I basically made him a household name. Did you see it when it came out, Ian? Back in the day. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah in the day. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, I remember watching it with the family and didn't quite understand some of it, but um, I've watched it a couple of times since, and it's a powerful movie. It's pretty predictable and a little bit cheesy, I'd say, but it's it's still quite it's still a powerful movie and a good one to watch if you want um, to see something. Yeah, but most of those elements, love, war, um, passion, those kinds of, all those good ingredients that, that make a decent movie. And um, that brings us to an end, guys. So, again, thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And as always, let us know your favorite movie soundtracks because we'll check them out. Trust me. And if the shit will slam you, <laughs> keyboard warriors on Facebook will come and get you. <laughs> but, right. uh, thank you, guys. Yes. Martin, Glenn, David, good evening, and we'll see you good guys. Evening. Thanks, Ian. Bye now. Come, my love, I'll tell you a tale of a boy and girl and their love story. And how he loved her oh so much And all the charms she did possess Now this did happen once upon a time When things were not so complex And how he worshipped the ground she walked And when he looked in her eyes became obsessed My love is like a storybook story But it's as real as the feelings I feel My love is like a storybook story But it's as real as the feelings I feel It's as real as the feelings I feel feel.